You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Luke, of course, Luke was the beloved physician. And, and Paul traveled with a doctor. And the Bible says, and by the way, he writes the book of Luke, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas. Paul is in his crusades, and of course now he is a prisoner, but in all his crusades, Demas went with them. You know, it's so wonderful. I feel, I'm so blessed. Last Monday, we had a staff meeting with all the school teachers in the morning and all the college faculty and staff and administration and the church people and the publications people, the radio people. It just, to me, we're all together there. And we had breakfast and we had a meeting together, getting involved in this year of 2024. And I feel so blessed. I work with people that truly have a love for you, like Epaphras. He said, Epaphras, you're on his heart. He, your pastor loves you. And you know what? I feel blessed. I don't want to have staff and deacons, but I feel so blessed to have you. I'm so thankful we could serve God together. Here is Demas, and he's in it. He, he's part of the crusades. He's part of establishing churches. He's all in this thing. Fast forward two years. Two years from now, Paul is in jail and is going to have his head cut from his body. Fast forward to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Demas was here, but now I want you to see in 2 Timothy and chapter 4, and then a word of prayer. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 6, I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I hope that can be my testimony. Verse number 10, for Demas, now we saw him two years before this in the Crusades, in establishing churches. Demas, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Verse 11, only Luke is with me. My doctor is with me, but Demas is not here. Demas is not with me. Pastors that are watching around the globe tonight will tell you to lose people in the work of the ministry is always a hurt. To lose people by way of death, it crushes me. I never get, I have in my journal pages of those that have passed away in these 48 years almost. I, I, I miss people that have passed away. I think of them all the time. Constantly. Not just when I go to the cemetery. I, I think of them all the time. The precious memories that I have. How they served God. How they were bus captains. How they were bus drivers. How they were Sunday school teachers. How they were deacons. How they were staff members. It's just a, such a th sad thing. To think of people that have passed away. And then some that just go eight wall. And church members that go AWOL. I never get over it. It always breaks my heart. 
Demas, Paul, if there's ever a time that Paul needed Demas, it was now. But Demas said, I'm not going with them anymore. I want the world. I need the world. How sad it is when I watch Christians around the globe get away from God, and I want the world more than I want God. I want money more than I want God. I want the mountains more than I want God. I want the party more than I want God. You know what's happening? Folks are missing out. I want to speak tonight on the subject I missed out. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on a thing. For some reason, the Lord has just been overwhelming my heart about Sunday and all the Sundays. But my wife and I have enjoyed 51 years of marriage and all 52 Sundays a year we're in God's house. I, I love all the Sundays. And sometimes you wonder, I wonder how many Sundays I have left. I hope I have many Sundays. But I don't want to miss out. I don't have, I, I don't, no, I, I, maybe I do have an idea. I think the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. You, gave, you give me front row seats to Las Vegas to watch the Super Bowl. I have no desire to go. I want to hear singing, there is an unseen hand like we sang tonight. I want to hear his eye is on the sparrow. I want to sing, hear the choir. Uh, so let the storms, I love that brother. Uh, well, now he's out of church. He just quit church this evening. But to Brother Brandon saying, so let the storms rage high. They, they don't, none of that alarms me. Father, I, I don't want to miss out. And I pray that tonight that God, you would speak directly to my heart and our hearts. This I know has been burning in my heart. I think of how Demas missed out. What a tragedy he could have been with the Apostle Paul on the last leg of the journey, the last moments of the journey, and he missed out. Oh, may we not miss out, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. It was 1963. It may have been 64, but I'm almost positive it was 1963. I was a paper boy. Now, when I say that, this morning I talked about blue chip stamps and S&H, and about 10 people knew what I was talking about. How many of you, and seriously, you, you don't know, like for example, you kids don't know what a rotary, rotary phone is. You have no idea what a rotary phone is. You've never experienced that. Uh, or a manual, uh, a manual in the grocery store, we used a manual register. And you had to figure out if it's six for a dollar, how much each, each one of those items would be if they only got four. But, uh, but, but how many have never heard or don't, don't, don't know anything about what a paper boy is? Would you raise, I don't know what a paper boy is. Well, amen, this is an intelligent crowd. I was a paper boy. And you got your papers down behind the PX grocery store. You picked them up in the late after, in the afternoon. You came up from school. You rolled your paper. You put rubber bands around And you had to put it on the porch. And then at the end of the month, you had to go collecting and they had to pay for the paper, and it was great. There was a contest in 63, and in our district, it, I was so excited about the, contra, the contest because whoever was going to win the contest, you had more subscriptions than any other paper boy in your district. Uh, you get to go to Sacramento to the State Fair. The State Fair began in 1859. 
and it's been in State Fair, used to be in, in, in San Jose and in Stockton and in uh, Marysville, but then they moved it to Sacramento and it's been there all these many, many years, over 100 years, and the State Fair. And, and they said, if you win, if you win, you get to travel from this region to Sacramento on a cruiser bus. The bus will have air conditioning. We didn't have a car that had air conditioning. The bus, the bus will have reclining seats. Wow. The bus, I, I never knew this could happen, will have a restroom on board. I thought, man, that'd be cool. I, I, if you get on a bus, get to the end of the bus, and sit by the restroom, that's the worst place to sit. <laughs> I tell you, that's the worst place to sit. Let me tell you that right now. It's the worst place to sit. And, um, and, and to, to my amazement, there was about 20 boys at one in different districts, and I was one. I, I couldn't believe it. I won. Oh, I'm so fired up. I'm going to the state fair. I'm going without my parents. This is going to be awesome. I'm going in a scenic cruiser bus, bus with a restroom. It's awesome. And they gave us the date. We'll leave Sunday morning from the Allen J. Norris School to go to the state fair. Well, I knew, I knew my parents would let me go. I want to go. I would not do what my dad did. But my dad, I don't know, he, he was so, he was smart. But he said, someone, you're going to have to make that decision. Well, I knew he wouldn't want me to go. But I wanted to be on that bus with the restroom. Pretty cool. Air conditioning, reclining, go to the state fair, Sacramento. And we were going to be gone from about, I guess, 7 that morning till late, dark that night, Sunday. I wrestled with that. My dad said, what's your decision, son? I said, I'm going. I'll never forget that day I walked from the house to the corner and my folks were getting ready for Sunday school. I would not have let my son do that, but my dad, for some reason, let me go. I got on the bus, and these were 12 and 13, 14-year-old boys. The first thing we got on the bus in that restroom, it kept smelling smoke. All the guys would just go in there and take smokes. The bus driver said, now, fellas, you're smoking back there. Can't smoke on the bus. I felt, I felt real empty. It was the worst day of my life. I can remember about 9 o'clock thinking, my folks are in the car going to church, Sunday school. Now, maybe I'm weird or something, I don't know. Maybe it won't bother you, but it really bothered me. I said, I think my dad's probably hurt that I did this. I, I, I looked at 10 o'clock, said Sunday school starting right now. 
uh, I, I would be in this class right here. In the auditorium, little dividers, I'd be sitting over here in the class. I'm not there. At 11 o'clock, I thought we were at the fair then. I thought, I'm not having fun. But the choir's coming out right now. I, I mean, I know that sounds weird to you, probably, perhaps. But for, to me, I felt so empty. I literally walked around the fair, had no fun. About 1.30, I said, the teenagers, they're going to the rest homes to sing. And we did it every Sunday, two rest homes on Mission Boulevard. And then at 4, that about 2.30, 3 o'clock, they'd get to our house. We'd have all the teens would eat every Sunday. I said, they're eating right now. And then at 4.30 was youth choir practice. And then at 6 o'clock was teen hour. And then 7 o'clock was church, and we were boarding the bus. I hated the day. I hated it. I just hated it. My dad met me. It was probably about 9.30 or 10. He said, how'd it go, son? And I'll never forget, said, Dad, I, ha I hated it. I missed church so much today. I just missed it. I just missed it. I don't want God's people to miss out. Demas missed out. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Demas quit. He missed out. And some of you, if you're not careful, your family's going to miss out because of a decision that you make that it's, we become careless with something. Do you remember today, Lot's wife, Genesis 19? God, God said, don't look back. But I think of what she missed as she became a pillar of salt. She missed out. She could have been a grandmother. She could have enjoyed life. Even though there was destruction in the cities, there was more life ahead. Esau, Genesis 25, he sold his birthright to his brother. He missed out. I think tonight of the Israelites, Numbers 14, Jesus, God, says, God says to the Israelites, you have seen all my glory and my miracles and wondrous works, yet you have not hearkened unto my voice, and surely you shall not see my land. Why? Because of unbelief, they missed out. They just missed out. May I say tonight that Gehazi, he missed out because Gehazi, he went and, and, and deceived that the prophet sent me to get these, this Babylonian garment and this wedge of silver and gold. He, he sent me to get this. And yet he missed out because he became a leper. Because he lied. Achan, he saw that gold and saw the garment and he went and took that silver and he hid it in his tent. Because he saw it, he said, I took it and I hid it. He missed out. They gathered them together and they said, now, who did this and brought this curse on our, on our people? They found Achan and they stoned him. He missed out. He missed out a marriage. He missed out with children. He missed out having grandkids. He missed out being with the children of Israel. 
Korah. Korah said, I'd rather be, a, as Psalm 84, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to abide with this test of the, the wicked. He goes, I, I want to I just be a doorkeeper. Oh, the sparrow, the sparrow that same time. The sparrow's found a nest in the belfries. The sparrow gets to go, I just want to hang out at the house of God. Oh, but he got sideways with Moses. And he said, you take too much upon you. And Moses called him and says, come to the door. He said, I'm not coming to the door. He's the guy that said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. And the earth took Korah and 250 renowned men who had uh, a, uh, an agenda to overthrow the leadership. And the earth swallowed him up. He missed out. His family missed out. His heritage missed out. You know, all throughout the word of God, you find people that missed out. King Solomon, God said in 1 Kings, uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 10, he said, a king cannot have multiple wives. And you cannot have wives from other countries. And you cannot get horses. And you can't get your horses from Egypt. And you cannot, and you cannot, you cannot uh, gather silver and gold for yourself. A king, there's some prohibitions. But when you get to 1 Kings in chapter 11, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. I don't know if that's a lot. But it seems like a lot to me. Can you imagine? I mean, I have a hard time just being a good husband to one, not because of her, but because men are kind of slow. Can you imagine trying to, to, to be a good husband to a thousand of them? I think he probably had a lot of wives. And the Bible says he went and got, and it lists how many chariots he had, and he went to Egypt and got his horses. God said, don't go there. And God says, you can't have abundance of silver and gold. And they said that he lined the roadways like with gold. It wasn't very long into his reign that God says, I have rejected thee. He missed out. Don't miss out. Demas missed out. Thomas. I've been studying the disciples, and I was studying uh, Thomas just this, a week or two ago. Thomas, John 20, verse 24, the very first day, Resurrection Sunday, all the disciples gathered together, but Thomas was missing. We sing, don't be a doubting Thomas. And Thomas said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that uh, Jesus was there. And he said, oh, yes. He goes, I'm going to have to touch his, his side and his hands to know. He missed out the very first church service. He missed the very first church service after Jesus died. And Jesus showed up at the first service. Isn't it amazing? Eight days later, Thomas was there. But he always had to remember, I missed the first one because of my doubt. Judas had to be trusted. He sat next to Jesus. He cared for the money. And, and Judas messed out because he said, I want more than what Jesus can get. And he, he conspired and he says, I'm gonna, I'll show you who Jesus is and I'll betray him for 30 pieces of silver, just the price of a slave. 
And he went and they paid him off. And, and then, then, then he came and, and Jesus called him. Jesus knew what was happening. He said, friend. And he, he, kissed, he kissed Jesus, the kiss of death. And all of a sudden he realized what he had done. And he went and said, I don't want the money. He took it back to those that gave it. And they said, we don't want it. And he threw it down and went and hung himself. He missed out. He missed out. There's, there's no marker for Judas. No grave marker for Judas. I love going, I, I hope I'm not hurting anyone. I love going by you the markers of your friends and loved ones. I love it. And oh, someone had the picture. Brother Bernardino on his has a, in, 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 engraved on the tombstone this building on the front. Brother Wally Davis has an open Bible and it's in the stone. And there's things like, for other was a sweet, a, a loving mother. My mom and dad on their marker has John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. I love that. Do you know that Judas never got a marker. They buried him in a potter's field. And you've heard me say it many times. Cemeteries have potter's fields. For people that just died and there's no family, there's no relatives, there's no money. And we have in our Santa Clara Cemetery, there's a beautiful knoll. I remember years ago, uh, they had these oak trees and they were lying and they were going to close the street off. And I said, I'd like to buy that entire street for North Valley Baptist Church. And they said, you could do it. And just somehow we never got around to it. I want the entire street. All Oak Line is a beautiful spot. Brother and Mrs. Adrenada are laid to rest right near that street that was there. And now it's, it's markers. But on the knoll over here, it's all grass. And I said, what about that? Could we buy that? They said, oh, no. That's a potter's field. Here is... Judas laid to rest in a potter's field. No one can go by and remember Judas. May I say today, Judas missed out. Felix missed out. Felix said, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Pilate missed out. His wife said, I had a dream. Had nothing to do with him. And he said, I find no fault with him. But he missed out. He could have stood up, but he said, well, the crowd wants to crucify Jesus. Ananias and Sapphira, they missed out because they decided that they'd keep back part of the land that they sell the money and not tell. And the people were bringing the money to the house of God and they kept back. And, and first Ananias, and they said, well, did, you, did you give? And he said, no, uh, yes, I did give it all. And he died. And then in the space of, I can't remember, was it three hours later? I can't remember exactly. He said, uh, his wife came. They said, what about it? She goes, oh, no, we gave it all. And they said, the men that came to carry your husband out that died a few hours ago, they're coming after you right now. She missed out. It's so easy to miss out. I think of church attendance, how we can miss out. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I need rest. I believe my wife could tell you, especially when I was young, 
deacons meeting, I always, I'd always get sick. I thought they were going to fire me. I'd get so nervous, so, so tense, headaches. And so often on Sunday, I'd, I'd get so nervous about the, the responsibility of being a pastor. And I'd get nervous, and I had headaches, and I didn't feel well. But you know what I found out? I'd come to church with a headache, especially when I was young. And now that I'm a little older, I'd come maybe with pains. But I tell you what, I sit right here, and I'm hanging on to every song. That choir will never know. I know they're doing much for the Internet, and I know they're doing much for God's people. But if there's one man that's being so blessed, it's me. They just do so much when I hear them sing. And I hear the choir sing, and I hear the specials, and I watch, I always watch the ushers come from the balconies and the lower floors, and I see them come. It's always so humbling to me to see those great men. And then I get to preach. You know what? Normally when I leave, I don't have a headache. And you get a headache, you don't need the entire family to sit at home and give you Bayer aspirin. So we don't take Bayer well, then take your Tylenol or take your Advil or take your Aleve or take whatever you have or heroin. I don't know what you're taking these days. You know, it's amazing how things can get us to miss out. I'm not missing church. I'm not, I'm, for me, for my wife, I'm not missing church. I'm going to church. I wonder, do I have 10 Sundays left? Do I have the, the year of 2024, 50, 50, uh, 49 Sundays left. Do I have 49? Do I have five years left to go to church? Do I have 10? I, I don't know how many Sundays are left. I don't know how many Sundays in America we have left before they make this illegal. I want to get to church. I'm not, I'm not going to a sports arena on Sunday, the mountains, the lake, the snow, the shopping, the travel. The, I got to chill. I want to go to church. I don't want to miss out. Tonight, I think about Sunday night. I, I'm just grieved about how many churches are closing down on Sunday nights. Maybe it means so much to me, honey, because on a Sunday night, I sat 15 minutes from here. I have no idea what the preacher said. But that was like, Brother Galen, that was the night I was supposed to get saved. The Super Bowls hadn't started yet. They, they, I don't know what year there, but that was when I got saved, there weren't any Super Bowls yet. I tell you what, if my dad would have had, if they had that option, stand home to watch the Super Bowl on our black and white television. I wonder, Brother Tony, if I would have missed out on getting saved. I know I would have that night. You know, that was the divine appointment. I wonder if this is the night your son or your daughter or your wife or your husband is going to get right with God. In a crowd this size, there has to be somebody that's lost, and they might be a church member or a, a high school student or an elementary or a college student. Last night at men's prayer, I, I, I called on several fellows to tell us when we got saved. And almost every one, it was in a special meeting or a revival meeting or something at camp. And the preacher preached on hell. And I realized I knew I was going there. And I got saved. 
I wonder tonight, this is, this is your appointed time, you're here, but I wonder how many people in America can't go to church because the preacher decided, we're not having church tonight. You're worn out. But you're not worn out to go to the snow. And I'm all for the snow. If you want to freeze, go. I'm talking about the fact, don't miss out. I wonder if your son's going to be called of God to preach tonight. I wonder what's going to happen. I just wonder, 19, January, uh, February 19th, 1971, I received this letter right here. No, no letterhead. Berean Baptist Church. The man became my father-in-law, but I didn't know him. I'd been praying for him, and I had the guys in my dorm praying for him because I knew his 45-year-old wife died with cancer and left eight kids. One of those kids has been my wife for 51 years. He wrote me this letter. Dear Jack, thank you for your letter on Wednesday telling us that you would come to our services March the 14th, both for the morning worship and the evening service. We'd like it very much for you to lead the congregational singing in both services. If you do sing solos, <laughs> if you sing solos, I mean, what a thing. You folks know how great it is, but uh, if you sing solos, I didn't sing. We would like you to have a special number or two. However, we'll not hold you to this, but we appreciate one. If you need transportation, we'll be glad to provide it for you. I was up in Wisconsin. They were in Illinois. We're looking forward to your company for the day that God will continue to guide you as you prepare yourself to serve as he so leads. That was February 19th. But a few weeks before this, a few weeks before this, I'd gone to music theory class about 7, 15, 7, 20, got out about 8 o'clock. As my custom was, and I don't think I was a good Christian, but every day about 8 o'clock or at 5 or 10 after 8, nobody was in my dorm. We had about 50 guys in that big room. And I'd read my Bible and pray for the next class hour. I had decided, because one of the fellows left during the night, quit college, and one left early that morning, and I decided I'm not going to college anymore. I just refused to... I want to go to Vietnam, be a Marine. I'm not staying here. I don't like the weather anyway. It's cold. I don't like school. I'm not very good at school. I don't like all the jobs I had, working the parts houses and transporting cars up and down the state. And that was okay, I guess. But I just, I'm going to quit. And that morning, God knows. My life hung on the, hung on the balance. I, and I read Jeremiah 12, 5. And if thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? And I wrote, if I can't make it Bible college, I'm not going to make it in Vietnam. That was for my life. I'm not saying you cannot be a Marine. I didn't want to stay, but I decided to stay. You know, Brother Harris, isn't it something? Two weeks later, the man who's going to become my father-in-law and the lady that's going to become my wife, I began to serve in that church. 
I almost missed out. I think my wife would agree with you. We've had a wonderful home. And we've had a wonderful marriage. And, and she really married up. Big time. I mean, they were all after me. They were all after me. I had that black book with all the names of the ladies in there. Oh, they were all after me. First on the list was my mother, then my sisters, then my aunts. They were all in that black book. They, everybody just thought I was great. No girls' names. But can I tell you something? I can't imagine heaven would have been missed. I, I just, I'm, I would have missed her. We have three children. They're all grown and married and 14 grandkids. All of our kids are in church. All of our kids are in full-time Christian service. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder what you would have missed out on. All those guys you dated before, those guys are goofballs. They're, they're all bald now. At least I kept my hair. I mean, I can grow hair out of my ears, my nostrils, my eyebrows. I just can't grow it right here these days. Hey, may I tell you something? I, 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 I missed out. I think of how close I was because I, 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 I almost realized I wasn't one of the souls to Christ as a staff member. I didn't know how. I said it this morning. And, 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 and I said, I, I can't stay in the ministry. I don't even know. I'm a Bible school graduate. I don't know how to win a soul to Christ. Never seen it done. That was 50 years ago. I learned how to be a soul winner. I almost, I almost missed out on this. On August the 20th, 17 years ago, we moved in this building. We had prayed for years that God would give us space. We'd have been over there at that place and just jam-packed. I was preaching two Sunday morning services. Sunday night, everybody couldn't get in the auditorium. They were in auxiliary auditoriums watching. Oh, I tell you, I just, we prayed. And then we worked for 10 years to raise money to, 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 for the uh, environmental impacts reports and the, getting the plans drawn and going through the city. And, and then we began to build this. And 17 years ago, August of 20, we moved in here. And I never told my wife, but for the next year I battled it. Oh, it was exciting. But I began to battle. I said, I, I can't, I can't, I can't pastor this. It's too big for me. I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'd been here already 30 some years. I said, just, this is not the old shotgun auditorium. And, and I said, I just, I, God, I just, I, 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 I just thought, I can't. It's not fair to these people. It's not fair to them. They need a, they need a pastor. And, and I battled that. And I'd preach. And I felt like I had the power of God. But I'd pray. And, and I'd say, Lord, please, please. And about a year later, I realized I'd led you to debt. I could not get you. I could not leave you with that debt. And I said, Lord, I am scared to death. But I know, I know you want me to stay here. I'm not much, but I know I, I would have, just think what I would have missed out. Just think. I want you to know that I, I found my mate and I found my ministry that I could have missed out. I wonder tonight about you. Are you saved? 
I'd have to think that there's some folks in here that have never been born again. I never knew that the Warriors had this assistant coach. I don't know anything about the Warriors. I'm not big on the NBA. College ball is kind of a little bit more exciting, but I don't even watch it. I just, I just, I just, all that stuff bothers me. But that 46-year-old coach that just dropped dead this week, I didn't even know they had him. My heart goes out for his wife and family. I think I already had three kids. He was there and he died. And I think about this auditorium, who this year, your appointment with, the, with eternity is this year. This year. And you may be young, but it may be this year God takes you. Are, are you saved? It overwhelms me that you could miss out in heaven and, and I'm your pastor and you're in a great church. Are you saved? You know Christ. Oh, that night, 1956, when I got saved, I'm glad I didn't miss out that night. When God began to deal with my heart that sophomore year in college, I'm glad I didn't quit college. I would have missed out. I'm glad tonight that I, I, would have, I think if I would have missed out on a mate that has given me such a good life, I would have missed out. If I would have resigned this church, I would have missed out. I'm knowing you. What a foolish thing. I don't want you to miss out on anything. Teenagers, don't miss out on a wedding at the house of God. You girls dream about it. See, I'm in seventh grade. I know. You ought to think about it. Come to these weddings and, and see the, the brides. We got have many weddings coming up this spring and summer. And see the brides say, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. These men that grew up here in the nursery, and beginning in second grade. These men that grew up in our ministry that are serving with us here, uh, they're not missing it. They're staying at this thing. These men are staying with it. Uh, how soon, I think of D Demas. I'm out of time. Demas. He was writing the revivals. He was in the church planning. He was in the crusades. He was there in those cities and people were getting saved. Lives were being changed. He saw the hand of God moving. But right, right, right before the end of Paul's life, Demas hath forsaken me. What happened? He missed out. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.